Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast for Home Field Advantage. I'm your host back again, Michael Lavelle, here with another podcast this week. I feel so great today. Maybe it's because I'm recording on Friday. Usually I don't record on Fridays, but you know, there's no better feeling than walking out of the door of your job on a Friday. you like, I won't see y'all for two and a half days. I'm out. It's the best feeling in the world, knowing that you got the weekend ahead of you. I love it, I love it, I love it. But on top of that, I also am excited because I have a first time guest. I love having first time guests on the show. I've been trying to get this person on the podcast for a while, and you will learn throughout the podcast why. I've known this person for a really, 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 really long time. The crazy part is when we knew each other in person, I didn't talk much to him. We didn't say much. Probably said a total of 100 words. <laughs> on this podcast, we will probably say more to each other than we have in our entire life. Over a thousand. <laughs> After uh, we graduated from high school, we all went our separate ways. And this person became an active motivational force in my life. She may not even know that. Like some days I wake up and I be complaining and I might go on social media. I'm like, I ain't going to complain no more what yeah i'm in traffic so what so what so what what am i complaining for i'm in traffic i'm gonna just deal with it and you'll find out why she's such a motivational force as well i'm not gonna delay any further because we're gonna get right into the podcast introducing to the show april bird hey 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 what up bird yeah 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 (laughs) that's me hi mike hey Hi. We really haven't seen each other since graduation. Woo, two thousand June first, two thousand and one. That's it. Damn. That's it. Excuse my two thousand and one. That's a long. What is it? Seventeen. Has it been seventeen years? More than seventeen, because this is oh one to oh seven. Two, three, yeah. four, five, six, Carried seven. Can't that carry the two? Uh, Pay the plus. Trying to it. Yeah. <laughs> Divided by, yeah. Yep. 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 Over fifteen years. It's been a long, time. <laughs> long time. Do you have video of our graduation? No. Nobody does. Nobody I, does. But I. Nobody does. But I'm telling you, I remember it like the day it was yesterday because we had to graduate inside of the dome versus everybody else who got to graduate outside in the awesomeness because it was raining and we had to go into it was still tight i'm just saying we still had to be inside and we was in our feelings about that yeah we was because like wait a minute ain't gonna be raining on that day but we still had to go we didn't care you know the crazy part is to this day and and I could be corrected if I'm wrong. Maybe I'll try to get with Dan Sims uh, one day and fact check this. What up, this. Dan? I think we are the only 
class to not be outside. Well, I, that that I, we can confirm that, but I would go on record as saying that we are the first class of the millennium. That's fact. That's we gotta fact. we gotta square that out because that was something that I had to go to battle with when I was in high school. Because shout out to my wonderful class of 1999 that had some awful class t-shirts that was so wrong. <laughs> some awful class t-shirts that was so wrong. <laughs> Them shirts said the last class in the millennium. No, sir. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. That would have been the class of 2000. Because that, numbers, There was a lot of debate. There was a lot of debate that, when I remember that. Well, we can go on Sesame Street if we want to because... The last class of the millennium is zero zero, two thousand. Numbers start with zero and begin with one. Oh man, Sesame Street is so clutch. <laughs> <laughs> Count Dracula. What is his name? One. Ah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh, this is the type of podcast is gonna be today. I just hope y'all just read it. Can't. You get. I'm gonna meet you where you at, man. This is, this is. To close, to close my statement, I just want everybody to know that number nine is the end. Number zero is the end of numbers. Numbers start with zero and begin with one. Yes. That's what we had to communicate when we went high school. We were like, we are the first class of the millennium. We are 01. Numbers start with one, end with zero. The first number in a line graph is zero. <laughs> you know, this is this is awesome. Okay, quick story time before we get into the podcast. Hey, story time. I don't know if you remember this. So we're sitting there graduating on the, on the floor of the basketball court. <laughs> We um, just sitting around graduating. Yeah, and um, <laughs> our our principal, I won't put her out there like that because I, I I respect black women, but you know this is gonna be a little shade. Um, she said a word incorrectly on that stage, and even at twelfth grade, seventeen, eighteen years old, I knew that word was being used wrong. This wasn't so the she first said word something she said like incorrectly. reciprocate, and I was looking like that's not how that's used. That's not how you say it. So I'm like second row from the front. That's because Michael Lavelle was in the top 30 of his class. So that's why he was in the second row. Anybody who was in the top 10, first, top one, first row, top 10, second row, top 23rd row, top fourth, fourth row. He was all the way in the beginning <laughs> so he could figure out what was going on with the bullshit because he's a top seller, stellar academic i was i was like top 14 but uh you make who, who remembers 20, that stuff that's 20 me who remembers that stuff me. um so, <laughs> so she says reciprocate and i said what she looks directly at me i go in the back because of course you get the fake diploma on the stage you go in the back to get your real diploma the mm-hmm. counselors had your diplomas I go to my counselor. She like, I don't have it. I'm like, what? Excuse me. My mom outside. <laughs> like, it will be a problem. I in shoot there. up everybody in this play. Like, what do you mean? You don't and have then, my stuff. And then our principal at that time walks out with my diploma and hands it to me. 
And she had that look like, yeah, you almost didn't get this one. I was like, my bad. But you did use reciprocate wrong. Whatever. How Mimi Davis walked out? Wait a minute. Who was, Allegedly. Your, who was Allegedly. your counselor, Mike? Um, Was it Miss Dance? Yeah. How did I know that? Mm, you want to talk about something else? Because mm-hmm. my counselor was Miss Ford. Hey, Miss Ford. <laughs> I remember her. <laughs> My counselor was Miss Ford down the ride. We was we was we was categorized by last name. We ain't had nothing to do with it. Yeah. We didn't know. We didn't pick. We Ms. didn't Dance choose. Miss Dance was um Miss Dance yeah. at the time she was annoyed. She a good yeah. she she's probably a good spirit right now, but yeah. a lot of people that deal with high school children like I see now cuz my sister's a teacher, so I can see like mm, I can understand okay. yeah. the frustration. I mean, we all had our needs and our wants where we wanted to go, what we wanted to do. We always in their offices bugging them because I was always in Miss Ford's office like, hey, <laughs> even when I was in chemistry, when I had Mr. Block. Hey, Miss Block. Hey, hey Mr. Up, Mr. Block. Block. What else, Mr. Block? I had to get rid of that dude after a semester. <laughs> I ain't have Miss Tarver like I wanted to, like everybody Ms. else. Miss Tarver, we going back. I ain't have Miss Tarver. I have Mr. Block. Hey, you better be glad Miss Tarver was ruthless. Shit, me. Excuse my French. After one semester with Mr. Block, I was like, Miss Ford, I need to take oceanography. <laughs> it's not I need work. to take oceanography or meteorology because I knew that I was graduating with a college prep and career tech degree. So I was like, listen, add this to my career tech resume because I ain't getting ready to pass chemistry with this white man asking Mexican folk how was they swim over. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Life in dry cities right there. All right. So we're going to get into the podcast. Of course, we start our podcast with a rant. Hey, for people that uh, have already caught on. All right. (laughs) April curses like a sailor. We gonna come sorry. up with a we gonna come up with a curse tally. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. So we're gonna start. I don't out. have any children. We're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> so we we gonna do our rants. We're gonna start off with a rant, and then we're gonna get into um, an excellent podcast. And I'm I'm super dope and super excited to get into. Mm-hmm. I start off with my rant. You know, this is where we cleanse our soul. I just want to get a couple things off my uh, chest. It, it ain't Mike. that much. It ain't Go that much. Go Mike, it's your birthday. Uh, the first thing that I love is this word that I use now. It's called triggered. You know why I like the word triggered? It's because it's better than the word offended. So people today are triggered by a whole lot of stuff. Mm. This seems like racism. This seems like sexism. This seems like classism. They just triggered by everything. If I buy a PlayStation, it's like materialistic to some people. They triggered. What do you do when you trigger? Uh, you you lash out. You 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 emotionally erupt on social media. There you go. Yeah, Mike. Okay. Tell him Mike. All right. Tell so, him Mike. Come so on. I'm gonna tell you why I like the word triggered more than offended. Come on. Because when you're offended, you can be the victim. And you can put everything on somebody else. Now, when you're triggered, that that requires accountability. Mm-hmm. So I like telling people they're triggered because it makes them look into themselves and see why am I sensitive to this topic? Yeah. It's okay to be sensitive to some stuff, but a lot of people don't want to be sensitive to some of the things they're triggered by because they fake trolls on social media. Because they don't want to say they're triggered. Yeah, they don't want to say they're triggered. I want to be offended. Yeah, because if you're triggered, then you got to talk about why. Like you said, mm-hmm. why? what happened? 
Yep. What 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 lit that fire? Yeah. Because if you're offended, it's easier to defend that. It's exactly. easier to stand by that. Exactly. So, for example, we've been seeing a lot of commercials come out and people will lash out and be like, that's racism. Uh they're offending black people. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's not racism. It could be prejudice, it can be a generalization, it could be a whole lot of stuff. Racism is dangerous. Okay, that means somebody might die because somebody feel a way about how you look. Prejudice means I may have been taught something. You know what's prejudice? Black people allow. You know what's true? Black people allow. <laughs> I ride Marta the train every day. Black people allow. But that doesn't matter because I understand that I'm, I get triggered by that. That's my personal issue. Tell me one. Tell me one more thing, Mike, in the middle of your rant. What is racism? Racism to me is when people's lives are in danger, physically, mentally, you know, it's, abuse is linked to racism to me because I think it takes what you believe and put it to action. Prejudice. What's the definition? Prejudice is what you believe. Now that could be taught. It could be influenced, but that just might be what you believe. It could be, I think prejudice sometimes People don't know whether that's that's good or bad. Racism, unless so, you just completely brainwashed, you know that's wrong. Racism is geared more towards color. Prejudice is geared more towards nurture. Ooh, you can say that, yeah. Prejudice, yeah. prejudice is geared more towards nurture. Prejudice, from what you understand, has to do with how you are reared, what you learn. Yeah, racism has more to do with color yeah well you can have some prejudice based on color mm -hmm. but it's not that bad i i'm i'm saying i'm not triggered by prejudice too much i'm just not uh a person puts on um blackface for halloween am i triggered nope why not i'm not i'm just not i don't i don't care I don't care. You're being Me ignorant. You, you're Me being either. ignorant. I don't care. Me I just feel like you're doing that because of some generalization or some prejudice. I feel or like you're. I, I feel the same, Mike. I feel yeah. like you're being ignorant, and that's your preference. The, you want to. You you want to do that for Halloween? Okay. The person who will not interview Shaquandra because he thinks that Shaquandra is black. That's racism because you're starting to put action behind your words. You are. So. Do I get triggered by all the stuff that social media does? No, I don't. I don't. But some people do. And when you call it, when you say you're triggered, oh, they get a, oh, they get mad. I'm not. Yeah. But if you say, are you offended? They happily are proud about that. So I love the word triggered. So to speak to what Mike is saying in his knowledge, it's a knowledgeable human being i get i got to hang around knowledgeable people at tri-cities public school sometimes mike i'm not, okay I, I, i'm gonna be nice okay, mike i'm gonna be nice we on a rant we ain't going now <laughs> we are okay. focused on a rant i need you to focus on what okay, we're talking we're gonna about stay focused. we're gonna say <laughs> racism is based on the belief that one race is more superior than the other. Yes. Okay, so you have you have a case when you talk about how people 
can get on a rant about a specific color mm -hmm. or a specific preference and be like one is better than the other racism has to do with color so when you talk about what you've been through as a white man or as a white culture is better than mine oh yeah yeah that's, that's you're racist yeah but that is stuff like that is so embedded in that you're gonna act if you think you're better than somebody and you're harder you're gonna act you will some people just they're not acting they're just talking on social media and i ignore them <laughs> but speaking of triggered you let, know, let's let's go on triggered because i want i want to say something really quick and this is the end of my rant i was triggered the other day somebody told me snicker bar is the best candy out there snicker bar is the most overrated candy all right <laughs> i was triggered because y'all not gonna disrespect <laughs> starburst and mr good bar and skittles Oh, Skittles so clutch. Oh, man. What? What's wrong? What? I love Skittles. And M&M's? Y'all want me to jump up for joy for Snicker? When I go in the store, I did not look at Snicker until it's the last resort. You not you not into the chocolate nougat caramel? and? Mm, I mean, it's cool. But and it, peanuts? It's, it's, it's overrated. Snicker bars is the Lil Wayne of candy. Wow. Where's Lil like, Wayne at right now? Is he making music? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know Lil Wayne is good, but he gets on my nerves. A milli, a milli. A I look at a snicker bar and I be like, I know it's good. Real but talk, I'm good. Mike. Real talk, Mike. I put a I put two Twix. I put a Twix. Ooh. A snack size Twix. Hey, Twix, Twix, where is that? And well, I ain't you not gonna be nice, you not gonna be alright with me because I put two Twix in my mouth Thursday night because I had a little bit of a munchie and I didn't want to go downstairs and make nothing to eat. I'm not even going to lie. I brushed my teeth. Yeah, you ain't like this. The Twix is... Hell no. Twix is great. That was like chewing tar. No, man. Twix is where it's at. I don't even do Reese's before Snickers. You heard me say I can do Skittles. I can do sweet tarts. I can do uh, uh, Jawbreakers, uh, Sour Patch Kids. Well, see, you might be like me. That chocolate, that I sweet, refined sugar chocolate, forget it. Okay, so you like me. I prefer the fruit candies. Yes. Give me, my, give me my Starburst. Yes. Give me G my Skittles. Yeah. Give me my sweet tarts. Give me my gummies. Give me my Sour Patch Kids. Now laters. My now laters. My peppermint. And I don't know. Okay, so this is new because this wasn't around when we were kids. This and and be I'm going to get off it. Yeah, this going to be the end of his This, this would be the end. Mamba was not around when I was a kid. I just learned about these Mamba candies like three years ago they're yeah. great he just told y'all his age they're great mamba oh yeah i'm old and watching mamba in my loves 30s. Mambo. all right so that's the end of my rant mamba look don't mamba. so so more of the stories don't get triggered by everything right unless it's about snicker bars or candy don't <laughs> be aware of what you let people arouse you about because then it because then when you triggered by them they got power. Okay, I'm not gonna. No, go. no you know. No, Mike, nope. you were right. No, I'm gonna finish it. Nope. Because if people trigger you, then they will continue to exacerbate 
what you are feeling. They're going to keep pressing the button. That means they have power. That's what he was trying to say. No one man should have all that power over your life. Hashtag Kanye. You know what I'm saying? That's why Snickerbar shouldn't have as much power. Over my, okay, I'm going to get off of it. I can't stand all right, him. So, I can't stand Michael LaVille. So check this out. <laughs> April has a rant to go on. I need everybody all ears. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, very small, brief rant that Michael could possibly elaborate on or not. I just want to make sure that I would like everybody to know that I get beside myself when I see what is going on in the news and the media and social media or anywhere that you see current events that are happening with um, politics and the elections and number 45 and um, anything that would cause you to be out of your peace. I'm about peace. I'm about centering. I'm about putting ourselves in a place where we are not moved. So my rant is about what happens when you see these things on the news and in social media, how they affect your life and how they affect your well-being and how they affect your daily activities of living. I'm so upset that there are so many people that will have a bad day because Trump talked to Vladimir Putin in a inappropriate way or the CNN or Fox News or Channel 2 or whatever is going on in this world causes you to have a messed up life or a messed up day or you go into your job where you're saying oh it's some stuff happening it's some I'm just oh I'm messed up I'm back you're triggered. Now, uh, go ahead. I'm triggered. My rant is, ladies and gentlemen, please, please find your peace. Regardless of what is happening around you, regardless of what is happening in the world, regardless of what is happening by what you think you are judged by, but what you think people are characterizing you by by what you think people are deciding you by hold your peace and happiness in spite of the negativity that is going on in this world it is i don't please, have much that's that's dope please trump is not the all that ends all number 45 whatever you call him orange.com i've heard so many names for him i know he does not represent our america our country what we have what we have been built upon whatever we built upon i don't know i was bought here my ancestors were bought here i'm black so this is my country though i was born here i was raised here i own 
this land. I owned these principles. I own what we stand for. And I want you to know that the leader, quote unquote, that we have does not represent all of us. So there is no reason why you need to let your day be dismayed by what is going on each and every day. As Tyrese would say, what do you want from me? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. Please. <clears throat> Tyrese find... need to find some peace. I know. <laughs> and I want <laughs> Will and Jada tried to give it to him. I want <laughs> I want my rant is about encouraging my fellow man to find peace in spite of what they see every single day. Yep. And I speak on politics because I know that's what y'all see every day. Y'all get up every morning and cut on the news. Y'all yep. get up every morning, y'all see somebody shot, somebody dead, somebody killed, somebody murdered. Then you got to see the national news, Putin going to talk with Trump, Trump mm. fucking up some shit, uh, somebody fucking up some other shit. Yep, Just, see, her, and her, then, her curse counter is going up. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need a little noise. I, that's I told him. <laughs> I told him before he started this podcast <laughs> that I am the one. I am that's not funny. the one. I'm sorry. No, but you know what? You're right. You have to. But you know what, though? People have to know how to find happiness. They expect happiness to find them. You got to go get your happiness. Happiness is an inside job. What? Girl, come with it. Come with it. I'm just, I'm just trying to tell people. I'm going to say that one more time. That's what, that, that was without cuss words. Happiness is an inside job. It's not your wife. It's not your boyfriend. It's not your comrade, your constituent, or your confidant. It ain't neither one of them. Happiness is with you. Oh man, I'm you know I'm sip my pomegranate reader that you so kind of brought. <laughs> Y'all judge me, I don't care. I'm not triggered by it. I buy pomegranate because <laughs> it make me feel healthy. <laughs> pomegranate beer is healthy. <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. Beer that's the end. That's the end of my rant, Mike. I just want to encourage peace in spite of what is going on in this world. There that's it. Is. There it is. So Tyrese. Find your peace. All right. All right. Will and Jada tried to help. Somebody <laughs> need to find. You can hit me up because we almost finna trade you. The dark skinned delegation is about ready to trade you, bro. Who we going to trade them for? I don't we know. We going to trade you for Jamie Foxx and Dave Chappelle. Oh, no. Nah, they dark skinned too. So I mean, I know. Let me see. Oh, we need somebody light skinned. Yeah. We going to trade you for I'll Be Sure and L. DeBarge. I'll take L. I'll take L. I give them both of if I can get Chris Brown. Yeah, the bars. Wow, lovey dovey. Yeah, that kiss, kiss. All right, so let's get into it. Um, I want everybody to know why you're on the podcast, and we didn't already talk for 25 minutes. Jesus Christ! But mm -hmm. I wanna, I want you to tell your story. Um, and then we're gonna get into it because what I want to talk to is about, you know, over um, over the last few weeks. <laughs> We've seen uh, Richard Sherman, Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Odell Beckham Jr., um, Jason Peters, Joe Thomas, J.J. Watt, uh, Marcellus Wallace, uh, Eric Berry, 
I mean, the number of injuries Gordon Hayward that is happening is seems a little more than usual. But the crazy part is, I think that healing from it is more than just physical therapy. It takes more than that. And I'm going to tell you something. I was on Twitter one day, and somebody put out this tweet. They said, what's the biggest injury that you've dealt with? And I said, um, uh, a sprained shoulder? <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I, I don't know. I I don't know. Um, I, 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 and then I realized I haven't been through anything that required me to – you know deal with hospitals on a regular basis i haven't done with anything that had me test my morality or mortality mm. i haven't dealt with any, any of that and then i said let me get somebody who might be able to teach me something it's april <laughs> so tell mm. people what you have gone through that you had to survive mm. Mm. and i'm all ears Everything that sports superstars and athletes have had to deal with all of their injuries that they have had to endure, they require a diagnosis, they require healing, and they 90.8 percent of the time guarantee restoration, Mike. Right or wrong? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you gonna come back from it? Yep. No matter what you've hurt. Yeah. Even if it's the ACL, MCL, LCL. Even yep. if you got to take years and years. Yep. You will play again. You can. Yeah. Oh, you can. Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to die. I might not have been able to play again. What diagnosis did you get? Anaplastic large T-cell lymphoma stage three. So lymphoma. I think when people hear the word lymphoma, we just, we don't equate that to cancer. Me too. I I didn't equate it either until... I equated it to lymphoma because my best friend was diagnosed with lymphoma three months before me. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I knew what it was when I got it. And it was only because of her. Thanks, God. <laughs> you already started prepping. like. I, I Thanks, God. Know. He was already prepping me for the journey. Because so- she was telling me while I was sick because they were still trying to figure out why my lymph node was swollen in my neck. Mm-hmm. So I had um, biopsy results. I was waiting for them to come back. And my best friend was like, you don't have what I have, April. You don't have what I have. I was like, I don't know, man. I've had a fever for seven days straight. I wake up every morning with a fever. Me and my ex-husband break it with Tylenol, and I just went to work. I didn't know what else to do because, excuse me, I was waiting for results. Mm. 
So, the, so is that what triggered it? You just you were just sick. Mm-mm. What triggered it was pneumonia. Mm. I had. I was diagnosed with pneumonia in 2013, and I was put on an antibiotic, and the pneumonia never went away. Mm. There was a lymph node in my neck that rose on my left side, and my doctors were like, why is that? What is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went to the gym one day and my friends was like, cause I was Mike, I went to back to work. I went to school. Mm-hmm. I went to the gym. I was fine. It was just a damn mass on my neck. That was this big. Mm. You can tell your viewers. It's about the size of your thumb is maybe about, how, how big is that? That's, that's about the size of a the the width of a beer can. My, my viewers know what that is. There you go. <clears throat> beer my can width <laughs> beer can. Yeah. on my neck. And I was not in pain at all. I had no mm. pain. There was nothing wrong with me. I was functioning. I was going to work, to school, and to the gym. Leather rinse, repeat. With a node on my neck the size of a beer can. So one day it took my friends at the gym when they looked at it. They was like, hey, A-Y-E, what the hell are you doing? Look at that. That don't look right. But I was waiting for test results to come back Uh because they had already done a needle biopsy. Uh Uh-huh. But I ain't finna sit and wait. Uh, shit, I ain't feel bad. I'm like, shit, I'm finna keep moving. Mm-hmm. I go to work, whatever. So the radiologist at Piedmont Fayette said no evidence of disease. Okay. They said it's a, just an infection. It'll come back. It, it, she'll clear up. But the diligence of my primary care physician, she said, what kind of disease? Because she's not well. Remember, I told you I had a fever every morning. Yeah. Every morning I woke up, I had a fever. And my ex-husband was like, just take the Tylenol, let me know how you're feeling. And I would take the Tylenol, drive all the way to work, sweat it out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So the second result was, the Mayo Clinic. The Mayo Clinic said no disease. Mm. Still none. This is all February of 2014. Okay. You're trying to find out what's wrong with me. Because in January, I had pneumonia. Pneumonia went away, but I still had the lymph node. Now, February, we're trying to figure out why I still have a lymph node. But I'm still okay. moving and shaking. Cause ain't nothing wrong with me until towards the end of February, beginning of March, I got sick again. Okay. And when I got sick again, I was so sick to the point where my back was hurting so bad. I couldn't bend up straight. Mm. Like something was, I was like a flu again. My 
primary care physician sent my results, my needle biopsy to Emory Research Hospital. Okay. On March 19th, 2014, the Emory Research Hospital found my lymphoma. So, like, almost three months later? Yes, sir. Cool. Wow. <laughs> wow. So what was, you know, uh, what was going through your head when you, I guess, got that diagnosis? First thing I did, because I was at work when my physician assistant called me. Mm -hmm. She called me and she said, your specimen has come back questionable for lymphoma. Man, my best friend done told me I ain't got what she got. And I, I don't <laughs> want to say this is good, but it was good that you already knew. Because somebody it like me would have been like, like it was, was I would have been looking like lymphoma. All right, I well, had warning. Do you want to send a prescription to Publix? <laughs> I mean, I know lymphoma. I understand. I already it knew more. it was cancer. I knew it was I cancer. I wouldn't have known either if it wasn't for Monica. That's if it crazy. wasn't for my friend that had it already. I was like, oh my, because nobody in my family had it. Right. This shit dropped out of the sky. That's crazy. Nobody in my life other than my best friend had lymphoma. So I would not have known if it wasn't for her and what she went through. And so when they told me I had it, I was like, fuck my life. I got cancer. April's at about uh, 32 cuss words so far. <laughs> She's going to destroy the record. Go ahead. <laughs> She's not at 32. I'm lying. It's I'm 18. It might be like. <laughs> 16 <laughs> so okay anyway so so you got your diagnosis yes i got my diagnosis and so i got my cancer regimen or excuse me my chemo regimen and originally it was supposed to be six chemo treatments that i had to go through in order for me to remove this because unbeknownst to many people Lymphoma and leukemia are cancers of the immune system. See, I didn't know that. Okay, so. Okay. It's, it's not. That's what I like. That's what I like. I, I it's like not lung. an organ cancer. It's not breast, lung, uh, heart, yeah. brain. Those are organs. My immune system, the totality of you, the ability to fight infection. Right. I couldn't do. That's crazy. I could not fight a cold. That's crazy. Couldn't fight a flu. Couldn't fight new. Whatever came up in me was going to kill me. Wow. All right. So lymphoma and leukemia, those are immune system cancers. Mm -hmm. Leukemia, lymphoma, leukemia, lymphoma society. You guys look that up. Like the night walk. We're great. Anyway, um, My diagnosis was stage three, so I had six chemo treatments that I was supposed to go through. And when I went through those chemo treatments around treatment number three, my cancer came back. Mm -hmm. That was the first relapse. 
So around treatment number six, when that was supposed to be my last chemo, even though it wasn't, it wasn't. I thought it was, but my last chemo treatment, I was already in pain. And a week later, I got a call from my oncologist's office that said, your cancer has spread, and it spread from your neck to your chest, your lower back, your bladder, oh my goodness. and your abdomen. And now we have to put you on a new course of chemotherapy, and the lymph nodes above your kidneys are so large that they are pressing up against your bladder. So your kidneys cannot drain properly. So you are not using the bathroom the way you need to. So we have to put stents. Like the stents that they put in your heart. Mm -hmm. They had to put two stents in my bladder. One on, on my left and one on my right. And... Those would be inputted so that I could go to the bathroom properly. They would be in my bladder from June of 2014 until November of 2014. So tell me about what it took to go through all of the recovery things that you have to go through. I mean, we hear about chemo and the what what the um what's the right word to say? I guess the after effects of what chemo can do, but what was that process like? I don't usually do this, but I'll return a question with a question. Mm-hmm. What is chemo, Mike? What do you what what do you believe chemo is? No clue. I've always thought that chemo was related to like radiation. And what is radiation? Cuz I've had both. So I just want you to know I just want to know what you believe it is. Or what you think, not what you believe. Okay. My thought was that chemo was like radiation to I guess get rid of the remains of cancer you're right but there's one word you're missing what's that chemo three words chemo is poison Mm. okay poison now I'm not shocked at that, but I want, I want I want to see why you say that. Because the objective of poison, the objective of chemotherapy is to kill oh. every single thing in your body, good and bad. Oh. When chemo comes in, it say, "All right, fuck this." Excuse my French. Yeah, she had like 35, 30, 38. <laughs> All right, screw this. So chemo just... Chemo come in and say, you can't cure yourself. So I'm going to kill everything in you. Wow. 
good and bad. And what you hope is the good stuff will come back and the wow. bad stuff will stay away. So when you look me in my eyes, wow. this is the good stuff coming back from chemo. Wow. Wow. But everything wow. in me was killed. Wow. Everything in me was killed. So it's that's like, what poison is. It's like if I see a spider the size of my refrigerator in the house and I decide, hey, Nicole, let's give up the house. It's burning up. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully the foundation's still there. If the snake, if the spider lasts, that's because it was able to last through the poison that you spewed on it. That's crazy. Okay. That's great. I'm glad you I'm glad see that's why I got you on the show. I'm glad you putting this there. So so for, for for people if you remember at the beginning I said that she April has been very motivational for me. Even when I would read her post and wouldn't say anything, wouldn't like anything, I would still read it and be motivated. So the reason I say that is because she would kind of mention that she was going through these things. And I remember paying attention because we had a classmate i don't know what she went through but she passed away and i was like you know on high alert and you know i'm checking like you yeah i don't get on facebook too much because my mama on facebook and whenever i post anything she calls me and something <laughs> true story one day i said you know i can't stand the police i hate the police and because i got pulled over and my mom was like she posted on there. She was like, you're not supposed to hate anyone. I was like, you know what? I got Okay. Hashtag, don't you hate when you put up something on Facebook and one of your relatives be on there and post something that don't matter to what the hell you talking about? Okay. I'm telling you. Okay, so so I would go on social media and I would make sure to check April's Facebook. And the things I thought I would see, which is like, just all these updates like this is how i feel i feel like this i feel like that i'm going through this this change i would see all these positive like facebook's and it wasn't like like sometimes you can know when somebody faking the positivity like you just trying to talk your way through it this was not that these were facebook posts like i'm going through this but the sun shined today and i was like wait you know what the sun is shining so tell me about how you was able to, I guess, try to be positive through the whole situation? I mean, you were, you just said chemo was basically trying to kill everything inside you so that hopefully you're strong enough to get through it. How did you remain positive? How did you remain April? I don't return a question with a question that much but since you ended what you were what you said with that I just have one question for you uh -huh. you said how did you return to April who's April Mike how do you know me that's a good question that's a good question how do you remember me? I guess, okay, so we was talking about- we already know me and Mike didn't talk that much. Yeah, but we did still, he still had a propensity to come to me. So I want to know, friend to friend, brother to sister, how do you know me? How do you remember me at Tri-Cities? At Tri-Cities, I remember 
somebody just kind of went with the flow like you wasn't you wasn't overly stressed about much but you just seem like look I'm I'm here at school I'm going to get through the day like I don't know why I always remember you as, I, I remember your last name and I remember always being associated with like that's how I remember her name Bird One Bird what was my last name Ooh Butler, cause I remember. Yeah, I remember. Say my daddy's name. What was my first and last name? <laughs> April Butler. Okay, call me. Yeah. Then. So yeah, so so that's what I remember. And I guess the assumption, and this is sort of how this links to sports. Like we look at athletes and they get these major injuries, and we just like, how are you going to return to who you were? That's like one of the first things we ask. So when somebody you are familiar with goes through something, I think that's the first thing we ask is, how are you going to return to who you were? Well, that's the best way for us to be in contact with those that we love and those that we adore and those that remember us. Because when we have been through so much, we wonder, how do you remember me? Help me. Mm, okay. Help me figure out. I've asked this from a lot of Shanique Morez, Shamika Fahey, Nate Mitchell, yeah. Aaron Kendrick. I have asked a lot of my high school family because Shanique and Shamika even said to me, when I hang out with them, they're like, why? Why are you? What you mean we wasn't going to help you? What you Nigeria? Mm. What you mean we? Why are you so surprised that we were trying to help you? Mm-hmm. That we were trying to be there for you? We trying to throw parties for you? We were trying to hang out with you. Like, you left us. We didn't leave you. Mm. And I'm like, shit. Excuse me. 37. Shoot, 38, <laughs> 42. Yeah. I'm like, really? Really? Y'all remember me? I was married to a guy for six and a half years, together with him for eight years. And I left what I didn't even know was my family. Mm-hmm. I left y'all. I say y'all because Mike is included. Mike is my brother. Mike is my family. That's why you've been trying to reach out to me for so long. And I'm like, I left. I left. But Yeah, a lot of us do that. I know. And that's fine. I am just one who is coming back. Like, I realize we left. Yeah. And we're now being reunited through reasons that we could not have defined. That's true. Yeah. Reasons that we could have not def defi- we could have not connected. Mm-hmm. Oh, so so this is just just us just talking. Could a lot of us have been like? Because I, I and I'm I, I'm always an honest person. So I was like, yeah, we we didn't talk much in school. So 
could a lot of us have been like, well, I feel her mortality is being, you know, challenged. Let me make sure I knew her. Let me make sure <laughs> that I didn't fail because of focusing on me. This this girl getting ready to die. Let me make sure I redeem myself. Right. Sure she, Mike. I mean, could we have been that? You can't talk about anybody other than you. That's true. I don't know about we. Could I have? It makes me think of that because I'm like, oh, could I have been like, I didn't know her enough. And I don't want, you know what I'm saying? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that you wanted to get to know me only because of what I've been through. Because I remember you before then. I remember you as focused. I remember you as challenging. I remember you as inspiring. I remember you as rewarded. I don't know about anything or anybody else in my life. But I don't think that we were all grouped together because of what we thought would happen to us. None of you have done what I've done. Mm-mm. Not even close. And I am not in a position to make y'all bow down to me or hold what I've done mm-hmm. over anybody. I don't, I don't want to talk about this. You called me. Mm-hmm. Many people want to know what I've done. You know why? And how I still stay. How I still stay encouraged and uplifted and motivated and moving. I'm about to get up in the morning and go to a pre-start meeting for my practicum next year for my master's degree for next year Mike salute to that Mike you are advancing everybody in my life that I know is advancing and the questions you are asking they are not not new mm. everybody want to know why I'm okay why, why you seem okay April why you <laughs> well, let me let me let me say this because it's a it's a it's not what do you seem okay it's when we would see let me rephrase when I would see you on social media speak it was as though I know I'm going through this, but forget it. 
Whereas the thing for today is I'm a victim mm -hmm. and I like it because that's the way I get the attention that I've been wanting or that I want or that I desire no. or that I deserve. No. Being a victim of your circumstance and you were never, you just didn't show that. I love that. And I was like, I don't want attention because I'm not a victim, Mike. Yeah. And I love that. I'm not a victim. I love that. I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor. And I love. I'm not. Listen. I am not a victim of my circumstance. I am not a victim of what I have been through in my past. I am a survivor. I am a thriver. Mm. I am not what I was. I am what I will be. Okay, now. I I'm am a not what I was. I am what I will be. I love it. I, as well as everybody on this planet, has a purpose. And I may not get to it the way many people think I should, but I will get there. And this is, this is what I love. And this is why I said you're so motivational, whether or not you intended to or not. Your motivation on me is not on you. That was on me to receive it. So I was like, I'm with it. Let me go. Yeah, I'm having a rough day. I'm in traffic. I was driving to Sandy Springs. Forget it. Let me go on Facebook. Let me see what she said. Uh, you know what? Uh, forget all this traffic. I'm just finna jam out to some outcasts. We're gonna ride to work. So I be in. I be in traffic. Like, if you ever meant to be my star, maybe we could mend a broken heart. Hey. If you ever meant to be my boo, maybe you can. I be with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I people be like, she's just tripping. I terminal illness puts you in a place where you can't sweat the small stuff. Mm. And I it's like all it. it's all small stuff. Yeah. I don't I mean I sit in traffic like you, Mike. I get humbled by my own shit. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, hey, girl, don't you remember when you was on that five milligram Dilaudid four hours a day when you was constipated for six days straight? Remember? Remember when you couldn't go to the bathroom on your own? Remember when you couldn't shower one side of your body? 
Remember when you had a catheter on the left side and a port on the right side and you had an oxygen tank where you had to breathe? Remember when we had to monitor your blood pressure? Remember when it was two stents in your bladder and you couldn't bathe yourself? Remember when your ex-husband, hashtag no shade, mm-hmm. remember when it was your ex-husband that was sitting in the house while you had to go to clinic for 100 days straight and your daddy had to get off work and take you to go to the doctor? You just motivate yourself. That's crazy. Had no choice, Mike. That's crazy. Okay, so now y'all know why I had to get April on the show. All right. So gonna be on more than one show. Yeah. Hey, let's do it. So okay, we talked about all these sports people and them going through their injuries and you see all these motivational tweets and Instagrams and all this stuff and I and you always hear mental things. So I look up an article that talks about mentally rebounding from injuries and I want to discuss it with you because you have mentally had to rebound. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I wanted to just talk about a few of them. Um, here's one of them. Uh, it was point number two, and I'll put the link in the description down below in SoundCloud. So point number two says, deal with what he is. It's basically saying uh, as injured athletes have to focus on what could have been, what should have been, and if only when uh, if they didn't get hurt, spending too much time taken away from their recovery process. It's basically a monkey wrench into your plans. This is your reality that you have and you have to deal with it. Is that true? To basically deal with what your circumstances is right now. Yes. When I was diagnosed with cancer, what I had to do was focus myself on the here and now. I couldn't do it then, but because I had my best friend with me at my first appointment, what I could do was focus on what I needed to do at that moment. And it feels like you have a little bit of control at that time because um, your focus of knowledge is limited. So, yes. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> Let's go to number five, which is take an active part in your healing. It basically says just be conscientious of every type of therapy that you're going through. Don't cut corners. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you're recovering, do exactly um, what it takes to heal. And that takes mental power. True, false. True and then true. Um, If if I could give any advice, advice is always given with permission. So okay. you can listen to this. Advice and opinions are always given with permission. I'm with that. People can't tell you what they want and what they want you to know. But um if Give me that question again, Mike. 
One more question. Basically, is it says to take an active part in your healing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So while I was going through my journey, I was very engulfed in my research. I learned about anaplastic large T cell lymphoma. I learned about what my doctors were doing. I learned about the acronyms for the different chemotherapy treatments that I was getting. I learned about all the different chemo medications and what they do and how long they take and what I was going to be doing at that time. That was how I kept myself active in my treatment. I know people who didn't want to know about their medicine. Mm -hmm. And they were like, I don't care. Just give it to me. I don't care. Just cure me. That wasn't me. If you want to know and if you want to stay aware of what is going on with you when you are going through an ailment, Physically, mentally, ask questions. Doctors have to give you answers. Doctors are practicing medicine. That's what it is. Mm. It's the practice of medicine. They don't, they're learning just like we are. It's Ooh, a practice. That's powerful. Yeah. It's a practice. Don't lean on them totally. Let them help you. Just let them mm. help you. And let and and you guys can learn together. You can research just like they can. You can mm. Google just like they can. You can Bing or whatever interlace whatever you want to know. You can ask questions. Ask questions and be comfortable. Be comfortable with your diagnosis and be comfortable with your course of treatment because I was. Mm. I was, I was very comfortable because I researched and I asked questions. Those are, those are my two um, takeaways, research and ask questions. And we don't do that enough. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just speaking personally, like myself, um, I personally, when I go to the doctor, I don't ask enough questions. I'd be like, what's wrong? All right, cool. What we need to do about it. Um, but now, you know, being married, because my wife asked a million questions, and I'd be like, lady, I'm trying to get out of here so I can go watch football game. <laughs> and she going to keep you alive. <laughs> yeah, she will. And, and you know, now I know, like, look, you got to ask questions, and if you're not sure, you better double ask, and it's okay because – they're prepared for it and not enough people ask them questions. So when you actually ask them questions, they actually perk up because they like, all right, cool. So let's go to work. I think that's pretty dope because it's almost like when you take an active part, it seems like you empower yourself. Like, let me just power myself. I am not going to lean on nobody else. There is a, before Mike goes on to his next point, there is a noble truth. My best friend just sent it to me so it's on my heart there is a noble truth of buddhism i was raised as a christian and i am spiritual but there is a principle of buddhism that says there is always an end to suffering mm. always I see that yeah so i tell people when I counsel them, 
as a cancer survivor. The good thing about pain is that it ends. Mm. So that, oh, that's awesome. Okay, <laughs> so you just led to the next point that I want to talk about. Come on, man. Um, which is uh, point number nine says, um, be patient. Um, basically, it says don't rush through your healing process. Um, uh, if if you got to take a few days. You know, don't try to come back a few days earlier. Like, take your healing process and be patient. Uh, go, it says in there, go slower, arrive sooner. True, false. True and true. Yeah. I'll, um, it took me. Almost two years to come back to my job. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I was telling my coworkers, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'm coming back. Six weeks, two weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, ten months, three months, six months, seven months, eight months, nine months, twelve months, a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. And I got nervous with each report. I That's got nervous. I, I mean, that job had my health insurance. Yeah. What? That job was carrying me. I. Mike, we went to Tri-Cities. Raise your hand if you know how many people held a corporate job for 11 years. Oh, geez. what? Mm. was a corporate mm. job. What? <laughs> what? My mother was a nurse. Wow. <laughs> Not even a nurse. But my mother was a janitor in a hospital. Oh, okay. That's me. All right. So. Georgia Lottery. Yeah. GLC. 11 years, November 1st. Nice. I've been there. They held me a year and a half, almost two years through cancer. They held me, and I was scared. So I had to figure out how, how can I let, how can I let this sickness and God and my spirituality speak to me? What do y'all want from me? What, what, what am I supposed to learn? So yes, yes, you can. Just got to be patient. You have to find a way to understand that no matter what you decide. Because I had planned my whole life. I got married, Mike. I got married. I had a husband, a job, benefits somewhat kind of money i had a itinerary i was in school i was putting my ex-husband through school because he decided he wanted to be a barber so i did that for him it wasn't my plan and i didn't even i didn't even know at the time i was being patient mm. 
while I was while I was orchestrating my plan, I was being patient then. Cause that's the awesomeness of the God we serve. He'll let him do what you want to do, but you still being patient. Cause he's working his magic. Yeah, gotta be patient. Hashtag I divorced him. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Be patient. Hashtag, mm. I divorced him. And I didn't. It was a slow progression. Patience is patience is on the money, Mike. You're right. You don't mm-hmm. know how long it'll take. You yeah. really don't know. You mm. can continue to grab onto your plan when you dedicate your life to your Lord and Savior. He's never going to let you go. And he going to let you figure your plan out as long as you want to. That's why I'm telling you from somebody from experience, he's already orchestrating my steps. He's uh-huh. already been orchestrating my steps. I've been married. I've been divorced. I got cancer. I had cancer. It's gone now. Now I'm sitting here like, what the fuck you want from me? I don't know, <laughs> God. I'm here. I love you. I'm here for you. I'm serving you. This <laughs> she up to sixty three on the curse counter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let, let's. <clears throat> I was gonna talk about how sports fans view injuries, um, but I don't really want to talk about that. I want to talk about how do we, as people on the outside looking into a situation of recovery. How do we have more empathy and less expectations? Think about what you've recovered from. Okay. Everybody's recovered from something. That's that's absolutely true. So how did you recover? How did you redeem yourself from believing in God again? Because I had to do that. So you can help me too. I guess when you when you recover from something. Oh, cause I had a turn. I I thought I was gonna die. No, nah, it's when you recover from something. You've recovered from something too, Mike. Haven't I? Haven't I? <laughs> I'm still wanna, trying. You want to pair your life in comparison to mine? That's what I'm trying to stop. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell you that. I may have cheated death in your mind, but nobody told me I was going to die, not even mm-hmm. myself. So you tell me. You tell well, see, me. I, I like that because when you talk about expectations, you're ta- it's almost like you're comparing. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no way to expect. Have an expectation for someone else unless you're comparing something. That's because y'all are y'all are putting cancer up here. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. I am here to defeat cancer. I am here to minimize cancer. I am here to make you all understand that cancer is not something that needs to be catapulted above anything that you defeat. Mm. The research that is defeating cancer is just as 
maximized as the people that are defeating it. We neck and neck. Mm -hmm. I will not advance myself. Cancer doesn't make me drink, Mike. I drink because I want to. I drink because I'm a abuse victim. And it doesn't have anything to do with cancer. Cancer added to it. Don't give cancer that power. Ah, I like that. Don't yeah. give cancer the power. I like that. Please? Yeah. Please. I think that's what, not not just that, injuries, anything. scared. Anything you go Everybody's through. Everybody's scared. Anything Everybody's you scared. go through, don't give it that power. Don't give it that power. And everybody Kanye, on the outside can't give it that power either. Kanye already told you, no one man should have all that power. Hey, I like that song. <laughs> 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 okay, so. We getting ready to end the podcast. Man, this is this so many gems. First of all, let me tell you something. So with my podcast, I take what my guests said and I go through them and I say, what embodies what this show was about? And I make that the title. A lot of people don't know that. In case you didn't know that, the title of all my podcasts come from what a guest has said for home field advantage. So what's yeah. the home field today? What's the what? Home field advantage. It is. It's. You meant the home field today. You just got to decide what the field yeah. is. What you landing on today, Mike? You getting on some deep shit? Excuse my French. Yeah, she about ninety five. Um, ninety seven. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, I'm gonna have a lot to go through, but let's end the show. Um, is, of course we usually do a man law violation segment, but we're gonna just talk about um, um, what? How should I say? We're gonna just talk about what a story had, and we're gonna talk about who was at fault. So I don't know if anybody heard a woman. She was on the flight with her husband. She took his finger, swiped it across his iPhone, got in there, found out he was cheating in the middle of the flight. She began to beat the brakes off her husband in the middle of the flight so badly to the, the flight had to stop mid-flight. And we got to make an emergency landing to deal with this situation. Mm. Um, flight attendants tried to intervene. They couldn't. The lady was upset. She was ticked off. Uh, who is at fault? The man or the woman? I can go first. Please. It's the woman. Elaborate. It's it's the woman's fault. I'm gonna tell you why. There's one thing I know: the women are powerful beyond nature. They know beforehand if you've done something. Unless there are trust issues, there she know she was just looking for the proof. All right. What was what what was the situation? One more time. Uh, a woman, uh, they were both on a plane, uh, a wife and her husband. Mm -hmm. He fell asleep. Mm -hmm. She took his fingerprint, mm -hmm. put it across his iPhone, unlocked why it. Why did she take his fingerprint? Because she wanted to get in that iPhone. And why did she unlock? She, uh, she, uh, she, she messed up. 
Yeah, she was looking for no. proof or wrong. whatever. Wrong, wrong, wrong. What was she looking wrong, for? Wrong. No. Wrong that she took his fingerprint and she yeah. was looking. So this is why I say she's at fault because she is. You, in my opinion, most women when you look know for, when you beforehand. Look for stuff you gonna find it. And my thing is, if you gonna look for something, I need for you to have a plan. Why does she wait? No, Mike. No. But if you're gonna look for something, you have to have me on for another show. If you're gonna go through my phone, stop. I need you to have a plan when you find whatever you want to find. No. No. I need you to be with a woman that won't look for your phone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm gonna tell you something. My wife has all my passcodes to my phone. She ain't never had to go I through. I don't care about that. She don't need any of them. But yeah, but look, Doesn't she can matter. have it. It don't matter. She can have it. It don't I'm matter. Just, I, it don't matter. It only matters when you have an issue. And to me, the wife had an issue. She probably has sus, you know, suspicions, and she wanted to confirm them. She confirmed it. Went to go beat the brakes off the dude. In my opinion, you were already ready to leave the relationship. If you go looking for anything, you will find it. I'm telling you. What? So listen, ladies, y'all, y'all trying to figure out all this stuff to get in these phones? Look. Stop man. it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Stop it. Ask. Ask questions. Go ask that nigga. Ask if you several think he questions. Is, go, go be, don't go be with that nigga. If you think you got questions... If you think you got inquiries, if you think somebody is doing something that will add to your demise, go away. Go away. away. Why are you still around somebody that is troubling you? I don't understand. It don't make sense. Help. It don't make sense. But this is this is why y'all let me end the podcast on great things. Cause y'all give me stupid stories like this. You don't want to let Mike sister on here. I can't. All right, so before I end, I want you to talk about the organization that you're a part of and tell people where they might be able to find you on social media or websites or anything. Let people know. Hi. So April Butler Bird hashtag a survivor speaks at a survivor speaks on Instagram and I am the brand ambassador for young women crush cancer our website is young women crush cancer dot com www dot young women crush cancer dot com we have our support group meeting on the first or excuse me the last saturday of every month and we would love to have you i am here for you to inspire you encourage you and push you forward in your journey holla at me and let me know what you need and that's hashtag a a y e survivor speaks i want people to find it yes um one of the things that I've always done on this podcast, no matter how many people listen, I'm going to always champion people that are doing something and champion what they're doing. So uh, please go to that website, um, search the hashtag young women crush cancer. I love it. Um, of course, you know where you can find me at the number four HF advantage on Twitter and Instagram. Um, somebody is Mike. 
Somebody suggested I get a Snapchat. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't have enough time. You don't have to. I don't have enough time. I'm telling you, you don't have to. You are broad and bright, and I have seen what you're doing all over. Um, Hell with Snapchat. That's 98. <laughs> that's 98. Yeah, We're gonna she, say that's a hundred. About a hundred cuss words and three cuss words so far. <laughs> um, so again, again, I just want to champion this again. Young women crush cancer. It's a support group. They do motivational events. It's a contribution care club. Check them out, please. Um, until next time, when I do another podcast and somebody else does something stupid or I get the hate on. I didn't talk about LeBron James all day. That's pretty dope of me. Wow, did he Look win at that yesterday? Growth. No, LeBron James doesn't win. Woo! Uh, <laughs> all right, man, that's the end of the podcast, man. We out. Thank you, Mike. We out.